You are listening to Jcast Journey, the inaugural podcast of Jcast Network. I'm Daron Resquet, the executive director and executive producer of Jcast Network, and I will be your host on this chronicling of the creation of a new Jewish media project. And the land was chaos, and there was darkness on the face of the earth. I think that's how I felt uh, on that Monday morning. I got to the office on time, as I always did, and, and got a call and asked to come down to the, to, uh, the office. And when I was there, I was just told, uh, Daron, thank you for your five years, but um, we need to go a different way and that your job here is no longer necessary. I sat there stunned unable to say a word, unable to think, unable to exactly figure out how I had gotten to this position. It wasn't about my work performance, which had been fine. It was just that things had changed and my programming and operations work and and background were not what the institution needed. So I uh, tried to get my breath and I took a walk. I... Wasn't sure what I was going to do next. My wife, Stephanie, had just left that morning for four days as a scholar in a residence in Minnesota. And my two twin boys, five and a half months old, were at home, oblivious to all that was going on in my world. So I sat there trying to think, what am I going to do next? I mean, I had beautiful boys who needed diapers and formula, and I needed work that was going to sustain me and, of course, pay for all of my needs and my kids' needs and my wife's needs. So I couldn't just sit there, and I, and I just sat there anyway and thought and tried to figure out what did it feel like, what was I going to do next, how was I going to maintain, whoa, I was really speechless for hours and said, okay, time to find something new, try to find a new job. Because that's what you do when you lose a job. You find a new job. You, uh, you find something that'll pay the bills because that's what I always was taught was I was supposed to do. So then, what am I going to get a job doing? Well, what are the things I'm passionate about, I asked myself. And um, the things that I'm passionate about are Jewish education and Jewish life. All my professional career has been in those fields be it creating conferences for the Jewish community, uh, organizing events for the Jewish community, uh, doing educational programs for segments of the Jewish community. So it's what I knew and what I assumed I would do next. But what else am I passionate about? I was passionate about technology and media. I've always had the newest and greatest gadgets and gizmos, but I've taken it more serious than some might. I don't just watch them and play with them. 
I think about them a lot. And media, oh, television and film have always been my passionate. And radio and podcasts and all of those worlds became my passion. So how do I, uh, how do I merge all of those? So I thought back at the job I had just left and an experience we had had there where um, we got a grant, a two-year grant to do a weekly Torah portion lecture. Really interesting lecture. We had thinkers and artists and writers and poets, uh, Jewish educators, Jewish professionals to talk about the weekly Torah portion. We did a lot of real good marketing, putting ads in Jewish newspapers, sending out a full... A pamphlet to all everyone on our database and our mailing list. Um, and week after week, we received seven people. Seven people were in attendance at this event. We had a $25,000 grant to do it for two years, and seven people were showing up. And it was staff heavy because we needed one person to stay on Thursday evening to take tickets, one person to greet the audience and the speaker. And because I pushed a bit, we needed one person to record the lectures which we would put up on podcast, on our website. We didn't put a lot of energy behind the podcast, but we did do them. And week after week, seven people. Occasionally, there'd be a blip. You get 30 people. Wow, maybe next week will be like that as well. But it wasn't. Next week was five. The following week, nine. The following week, six. Over and over and over again. And it was, uh, it was, it killed your soul. As Thursday evening, all you really wanted to do was go home and collapse. Um, and then after a few months, we finally got some numbers. One thing that I thought was really important was that we recorded each one of these lectures and got it up by, on podcast by the next morning. That often meant that at that evening after the lecture, I'd go home and I'd cut and I'd paste, I'd tweak and I'd edit, and I'd post onto our website and it would disseminate into iTunes and my vision was that everybody, as they were preparing for Shabbat, they would have on their iPod uh, that week's lecture about the Torah portion that was coming up that Shabbos. Well, I had no idea whether we were talking to six people or 60 people. I would have liked to have believed 60 people, but I believed that 60 people were going to show up at the live lecture, and only six were showing up. After five months, I finally figured out that we needed to get numbers. We needed to figure out how to do that. And so we did. And... To my unbelievable shock, we weren't getting six people to the lecture. We weren't getting 60 people to the lecture. We were getting seven or 800 people every week downloading this podcast. Wow. So this program that felt like our biggest failure, our biggest flop, so much energy had to be put into it, was actually our largest success. No other public lecture that we ran or class that we ran attracted this kind of number of students. But here we were, attracting people, and not just locals, not just New York, not just America, but international, Canada, Israel, England, Peru, Germany. And all of these people were being able to like, listen and enjoy to our podcasts. Wow. So I think it was from that reality that Jcast Network was born. The realization that you can reach so many people and create Jewish education and Jewish life for them. From a computer with a microphone, as I'm sitting here now, was just kind of like an amazing reality. You didn't need a, a lecture hall. You didn't need to do advertising. If we can get 800 people without doing any of that, 
What could we do if we, thought, if we, if we took this seriously? So the Jcast network was built in my head before it was built after that Monday as I lost my job. It was built as a home for high-quality, diverse Jewish podcasts. These podcasts are going to be widespread. Some of them will be created by me, me and the network of hosts that I'm working with and hopefully a staff that I will build over the time. But we're not just going to do Torah portion lectures because they're, they're being done, although we'll do some. But why not also Jewish education, family life, current events, interviews with interesting people, Jewish storytelling, humor. There has to be no st- stopping. It could be anything we want it to be, right? All we need is a computer and a microphone and energy to put this stuff together, to put it together, to promote it, and inform the larger Jewish community. But I can't rely just on what I can create or what me and my partners can create. So I also want to go to the institutions around us, the institutions that are doing compelling, interesting work, and maybe even recording the lectures that they're housing, but they're either putting it online or they're not putting it online. And if they're putting it online, they're putting it online well or they're putting it online poorly. And hopefully the Jcast Network will be able to be a hub where all your needs for Jewish podcasts can be found. A single place where you know you're going to get interesting, diverse, high-quality podcasts. And you'll be able to go back and find other podcasts because you'll listen to one and it'll mention another. Or you'll listen to one and you'll want to comment on what you heard, so you'll go to jcastnetwork.org and you'll comment. And while you're there, you'll see out of the left side of your eye that there's another podcast by someone you heard about, and you'll listen. And you'll share on Facebook, on Twitter, through iTunes, in email. And we'll be able to reach a huge audience. So our partner agencies and partner institutions will will gain more audience and will be able to do what they want to be doing more successfully by joining the Jcast network. And then there are the organizations that are not yet doing anything in the podcast realm. But they should be. Why aren't they doing it? Perhaps it's intimidating. Perhaps they have no interest. Perhaps they just haven't thought about it. Hopefully I'll be able to work with these organizations to let them know the benefits that can be created by creating podcasts on Jewish themes. And they too will join our network. And together, we'll be able to be the hub for high-quality, diverse Jewish podcasts. So I'm off to see if I can make this happen. I have fear. I have excitement. Uh, And I'm sure that this will be a rocky road as I try to make uh, this a reality. And I invite you to join me on this journey, on this Jcast journey, as this podcast will be the online journal of the process of trying to make the Jcast Network a reality. Please join me, won't you? Check out.